0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my oh. name is Caitlin and I'm here with Izzy again. And this is the Paint, Paper and Palettes podcast. Yes. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, giving and receiving advice. But before we get into the topic, Izzy, how was your week?
1: Oh my God, my week. My week, my week was super chaotic. Uh, all, the, all the paints for the pre-orders are done. So now I'm just focused on packing. And uh, I promised everyone who pre-ordered the whole set to get a surprise gift. But the surprise gift is still drying. Ah, uh, Yeah, so, so you... So I'm packing, but I keep them open. So at the last minute, I can just add all the surprise yeah, paints yeah. in it. And then I seal I sealed them closed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very chaotic. The studio is a mess.
0: It's always the worst when you want to give people like a surprise gift and you've Mm. said online that they will Mm. get something and then you forgot to put it into the package i've had that like a couple of times (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's so awkward and sometimes you think like oh man did i forget to put the gift in the package and then i Mm -hmm. open the package and then you read and exactly you have to open the package again and then
1: realize oh yeah i put it in there yeah (laughs) And it's like, well, now I opened it and now it's not pretty anymore. I got to do it all over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hassle. So it was good. It's chaotic, but it's fine. Yeah, I had a lot of things planned for like last week, uh, but I didn't do very much because I, I kept procrastinating things and then I had to do my YouTube video on Friday Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do my YouTube video. I think I'm just going to skip this week and make one for next week or something. Mm -hmm. And then Tom was like, no, you have to do your YouTube video. So I did my YouTube video on Friday. And then on Saturday, I went to Eindhoven to draw in cafes. And that's about all I did. Like today, I did nothing. Yesterday, I did nothing. Well, that's also nice to do nothing. Yeah, it was uh, necessary. Necessary to take some rest good good recharge everything your soul your body okay some uh, nice
1: food also can we can we talk about our first podcast that is online
0: yeah of course so that our first podcast awesome. <laughs> just aired uh, last week and we were in the premiere so we will probably be in maybe not in all premieres, but in a lot of premieres we will be. So Mm -hmm. if you want to chat along with us while you listen to the podcast, it will be every second week on Wednesday in the evening. Yes. I really
1: enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. And uh, I think like the reactions that we've gotten so far is just so nice. There was Mm -hmm. such a positive reaction and Mm -hmm. I felt like people were really enjoying it. So, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. I really it, got some such
1: sweet, sweet uh, DMs um, of, of people who have been listening. And then the first sentence is always like, oh, I just listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, God, what do they think? Here we go. <laughs> and then there's this whole text. And I'm like, oh, I hope
0: it's good. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're finished reading and you're like,
1: oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, they're so kind. They're so sweet. I love it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we definitely thought there would be like less of a response because it was the very first one. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it hasn't been too bad. We are very happy with it.
1: We are extremely happy. So
0: let's make this one just as enjoyable. Yay,
1: thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, shall we get into the topic? Yes, let's go. So... Uh, Giving and receiving advice We are probably going to talk about art advice Not any other advice No (laughs) Is there Let's start with like a funny story or something Do you have like Some terrible advice And hopefully it was a funny story (laughs) It was not a funny story actually Ah no, well, that's it. You can still tell us.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that I put a lot of my like personal life um, in the stories. Because mm-hmm. I like to share things. And whenever I am like somewhere, for example, a budget store, and I see watercolors or anything art-related, I grab my phone and I'm like, oh, this is fun, blah, blah, blah. And then I... Um, mm-hmm i talk about it a little bit, or I show the birds or my plants and what I'm doing and it's it's my way of not feeling like a business you know to yeah other make people. it a little personal make it a little personal, and I like it I like to do the blah 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 everybody knows that um but then I get so sometimes I would get unsolicited advice of and not you know random strangers on the internet, and they're not even mm-hmm. like. We have my following, and then we have this close community of followers where you talk to to people you talk to a lot. Uh, But this was just a random follower, and they were like, you should not uh, put your personal life on stories or on Instagram. You are a business. You are a serious business. You should only be focused your content on your business. If you don't do that, you will fail at your business. And I thought that was one, freaking hilarious! <laughs> because I feel I like to watch other pain makers or other businesses when they are a little bit personal, because I feel like I know them and they're my friends, and then yeah. I'm, I'm I'm quicker to buy from them, you know?
0: Yeah. Rather yeah, than definitely, I really like when people are a little bit personal. Uh, online because then it's not only the art but i also feel like i get to know the person who's yeah after the art uh, this is actually funny because i didn't even think about this when i was like writing out IDs for this this podcast mm-hmm. but i actually there was uh someone who also wanted to b- become an artist and they said to me like oh yeah i really think that it's quite uh shameful that people put their self online and it's almost like begging f- for people to give attention to your art shameful and yeah so they were like uh you should feel ashamed that you are like um tricking people into thinking that they're your friends so they buy from your for your from your art like and and this person knew that i was trying to get my youtube channel off the ground and that i show myself a lot almost on my social medias so it was and i don't think they they meant bad with it towards me i just think they were like not really thinking about what they were saying and I truly believe they didn't mean anything bad, but it was just like I felt like they were talking as if I was doing a bad thing, yeah. as if I'm begging people to is as if I'm pretending to be people's friends so they will buy for me, so it's kind of like not exactly the same but kind of related
1: yeah i mean it's it's hard because when I make stories. And I do a lot of blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm talking to friends, yeah, because they are friends who are watching. There are also strangers who are watching, but my the feeling that I have is that I'm talking to a friend. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a trick. And that's I'm triggered now because because <laughs> they use the word trick. It's not a
0: trick. Yeah, and also they maybe felt like. They wanted people to follow them from for their art, and they kind of felt like it was a bad thing if people follow you for your personality instead of your art. Well, most of the time, it's probably like a combination of the two. Like, if, if I follow someone and I really like their personality, but I don't like their art, I'm probably still not going to follow them unless they're like good friends of mine. But I oh, need to like it's the other way around. I need to like both. I need to like the art and I need to like the personality. If I like the art, but I hate the personality, I probably will also not follow them.
1: Oh, yeah. But, okay. Yeah. That's more art related. Yeah. 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 Then then yes. Then both. But I do on my personal account, I mm-hmm. do follow some people that I like as a person, um, but then they sell like, pff, I don't know, vitamins or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not interested in that. But I mm-hmm. I still follow them because I like their content and I like their personality. Yeah. But I have no interest in their product. And I think it's the same with, for example, um, paint-making accounts. Is that a lot of these shimmer paint-makers make these beautiful videos and these beautiful reels where it's just so satisfying to watch them. Uh, mix the pigments and then the way the shimmers play with the light and some reels are just so satisfying and I know they have a lot of followers that are not interested in paint they just want to be satisfied with the (laughs) content they create yeah I I I, I see a lot of comments where I'm not even an artist and I'm not even interested in paint but this is so satisfying
0: yeah
1: I get that and I'm like so yeah it's maybe a bit of both
0: yeah I do also follow people just because I like them and I want to support them Uh, but it's probably not that quick if I just find a random person on the internet and I like their personality and I don't like their art I'll probably not follow them yeah (laughs) but if it's like somebody that I've connected with somehow uh, then I definitely would also just follow them to support them
1: yeah, me too. It's the same with YouTubers. Like, I could super like your content and it's super interesting, but if you're going to drop merch, I'm not going to buy it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that, that could be it.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought about this, like, what is the worst advice? And actually, I w- found, found it really hard to think about what, what is the worst advice that I've mm-hmm. ever gotten. Um, I mainly want to deeply scream at all the adults in my life that have that have told me as a kid that I couldn't do art
1: scream you can scream now
0: (laughs) (laughs) I won't scream at you I want to scream at all the adults in my life and I think I've gotten my I've given my parents quite a handful already (laughs) I like there was this one time that my mother said yeah I think we did a fairly good job and I was like hold up (laughs) (laughs) i don't agree with this you told me this and this you told me that i couldn't be an artist you told me that i couldn't make any money of it that there weren't any jobs and then she was like yeah but in the end it was your own choice that you didn't do art and i'm like yeah my own choice as a 12 year old (laughs) me as a 12 year old decided that i should be an accountant Instead of an artist, even though I drew every day. <laughs> that is such a a, a a
1: thing parents say. It's either it's with it's either they don't remember saying that. Or uh, you you just think that it's like gaslighting, you know, you just think that way. That was never the case, that never happened. Mm-hmm. Or in, in exactly what you said, well, at the end of the day you made your own choice. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I do think that that my mom said to me a couple of times like oh yeah I do think that we made some mistakes but we tried tried our best and I do realize that they yeah, they meant they meant well and yeah I, they meant, and of a course. lot of advice even though it's wrong might all the advice probably comes from from a good place and all the adults in my life that told me like oh don't go into art you can't make money with it oh you have no talent for it you need to be very talentful to make money as an artist Uh, oh but you're so talented in like mathematics just do something in that direction that's safer like all that advice came probably from a place where they wanted the best for me yeah but I do feel like a lot of adults tell their children not to do art but they're not, like, educated or up-to-date in how the art field currently, how, what it looks like. Yeah. So a lot of people that say you cannot make money as an artist or you cannot find a job don't actually know what kind of art jobs there are. And I think that's that's
1: what you say is true because I also think it's a generational thing. Like, our yeah. parents, uh, the quote unquote, the boomers, they only know hard work with your hands, you know, working mm-hmm. in a factory, accountant, nurse, doctor, all those jobs. If you do if you do these fancy jobs, uh, then you're set and we don't have to worry about you. But exactly like you say, they don't know that there are many forms of art and the only forms they know are You know, the the great masters who got famous after they died.
0: Yeah. And uh, the crazy uh, millionaire work that's in Musea. Exactly. And uh, although my my mom, of course, uh, started out as an artist. And, well, she still is an artist. But she used to do, like, these big paintings that she would uh, sell now and then. But she now I look at it I think she charged like five hundred or seven hundred euros for like a big big painting, and it's back quite cheap. Yeah, back then I felt like that was a lot of money, but now I look at it I feel like that's not enough for a painting that size. No, exactly. Um, and I also was talking to uh, to Tom about this yesterday. That uh, if you look at what we learned at schools are jobs Mm -hmm. and probably what our parents learned what are jobs. It's Mm -hmm. so different. And then if we look at people that are young now, like all the 10 year olds want to be a YouTuber. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I was 10, I mean, YouTube existed, I guess, but there weren't really a lot of people that did content creation or YouTubing. For a job, so it wasn't really something that people were thinking about. Oh, maybe we can do this for a living.
1: I think the whole YouTube, you can make a living from YouTube, really had its peak in like the 2010s. Yeah. When when the uh, beauty influencers made their money just for making YouTube videos, and then the vloggers started, and then the art vloggers started. Mm hmm. And now it's just so saturated with everyone trying to be a super famous YouTuber.
0: But you say that, but actually, that's uh, not as true as it feels like. Really? Because because if you look at uh, if you look at YouTube, uh, for example, a lot of people in India are just starting to get PCs. They're just starting to get on the internet, like no- normal people are starting to discover YouTube. And we of course don't know what China is going to do in the future, probably not YouTube very soon. But there, there are a lot of countries that haven't discovered like the normal life we can see YouTube every day yet and this is going to be something very interesting because that means a lot of new people are coming on the internet I they never will bring of that. they will bring like new cultures too and they will make their own content with their own influences which is going to be awesome but it's also another market that uh, can watch our videos yeah, so it's actually true. not not true that it's too satur- saturated because there is going to be there are even more people that that aren't even there yet on the internet that can also find you so it's never actually not yeah yeah this was i was like listening to a podcast uh, i think it's the podcast was uh sketchbook by the artist cash mm-hmm. um and he is an uh indian artist and he's like he talks a lot about the culture there and that, that it's still really growing. Even though we in the Netherlands are used to everybody having internet at all times day. It's something like with a growing economy, it's still coming up. So that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, so like they went from uh going to a communal uh internet cafe, probably. Cafe, thank you. Internet cafe. Uh they now have Internet access at home. Yeah, starting Ah, to get more normal. Okay, 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 okay. So that's starting to get more normal. Yeah, that makes more sense. So it will it will be a new crowd of viewers, but it will also be new people who
0: are creating content. And I don't know how much YouTube you watch, but I definitely get like recommended a lot of the same creators. And if I really try to find new creators, it's sometimes quite difficult.
1: And yeah, but that's your algorithm, right? Your recommended yeah,
0: section? Yeah. That's probably also the algorithm. Yeah, that's the algorithm. Uh, but that also... I, I hope that means there's room for creators to figure out their own things. To do new things. But that might just be the algorithm trying to let me watch the same people over and over again.
1: I think it's the algorithm. Uh because and that is a, actually a discussion i had with ben no not a discussion just a conversation
0: <laughs>
1: it was my recommended list on my youtube has maybe 80% of the videos are from channels i'm already subscribed to yeah. and i told him if i want to watch something new if i want to watch someone new but that that makes the same content that i'm interested in but it is a channel that i've never heard of before doesn't it make more sense that the rec- recommended section of YouTube is is not showing the people you already subscribed to? Doesn't that make more sense?
0: I guess there should also be like maybe you have your browse function where you see an overview of like new videos and stuff or maybe videos that you haven't watched yet, but there should also be like a discover. Uh, channel, but not the like Discover channel that YouTube currently has, because that only sh- shows me like Dutch vloggers.
1: Yeah, me too. That's so annoying. <laughs> that That's they... not what I'm
0: looking for. And it's like focused at twelve-year-olds. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so when I'm when I'm at home, just the home tab then that is basically my recommended yeah.
0: feed. And it shows you mainly the, the YouTubers that you already... And it shows follow.
1: me mainly the the, fut- the YouTubers that I'm already subscribed to, mainly. And then you got your shorts, and then you got uh, all your um, videos that you're subscribed to. But if you go to the explore thing, and you... in Exactly, you push trending, then I only get...
0: It's not even focused at you anymore. It's just no, random. It's no. it's
1: random. I see football. I see some police. I see really weird vloggers. I, yeah. I have no clue what this
0: is. <laughs> I actually would like it if there were like a browse or explore page. More like the explore page on Instagram. Yeah. That is focused towards you. But it's like all kinds of new people and not the people that you already follow. That would be a good idea, actually. YouTube, we as uh, YouTubers, <laughs> we as people sitting here, we would really like that. would be great if you could listen to this. Yes, and I hope you will not make
1: a podcast and that this is really bad advice this is really good advice
0: <laughs> yeah talking about advice we probably should get uh, back into back the topic. on topic <laughs> yeah it was a little bit uh, too long of a <laughs> size road uh, we've talked about the worst advice that we've gotten yes what about the best advice so the best advice I've
1: gotten was from my cousin. She is she is in like her job is to advise mm-hmm. uh big businesses on their future plans. So uh I told her that I was going to quit my job and I wanted to focus on paint making and my business, but how am I going to do that? And then one evening we just sat down and she she asked me like if you can look five years into the future, just and you're just focusing on, uh, your small business, what would you like to see? And then I told her, um, I told her about the idea I had of like having, uh, a little a little store, like a physical store, mm-hmm. where I can sell my products and other art materials and um, art materials of other small businesses, you know yeah not only the big brands and a place where people can come in and hire art materials before they buy them and that that whole idea if you write it down or at least visualize it maybe uh, go on pinterest and like create a board of everything that you envision yourself doing in that store 5 years from now that is The best advice that I got because Mm -hmm. when times are bad, when there are weeks where I do not get any orders, I think of that dream of what I want to do five years from now. Yeah. And that gives me the motivation again to, you know, make sure I do get those sales and remind people again that this paint or that paint or whatever, this product is in my store. Remind them again because the Instagram algorithm sucks so maybe 80% of your people didn't even see it
0: yeah it's really nice for keeping you on track
1: it it's really really nice and you know when times get bad and I think of it it's just okay let's just let's just go at it let's push it again and then before you know it maybe a couple of days later there's another order or you have a new follower who falls in love with your product Mm -hmm. and then buys a lot of stuff and it's like wow it works <laughs> even if it's just one order that's just that's just perfect i
0: i really like that you have this clear dream of where you're like going i have no clue what i'm doing i'm just working randomly and i've been thinking about what maybe i would like uh but for me it's like really unclear i don't know if i want to Uh, make a comic or like i do know that i want to make a comic but i don't know if i want to be a comic artist i don't know if i want to uh like grow my web shop a lot i so so for me it's like i've been thinking about because a lot of people say like make the five-year plan uh, think about what you want to be in five years Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's really hard
1: for but me, but it's okay if you don't know. You can make it a ten-year plan too, mm-hmm. as long as you have like this dot on the horizon, so that you don't go completely off track.
0: Yeah, I for now I just know that I want to do art, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to figure out what to do with it somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, you say you wanted to make a comic, but you don't know if you want to make if you want to be a comic artist but aren't those two separate things
0: yeah so uh, a lot of comic uh, comics that I follow if I look at the work that goes into making a comic like that that's a full job and yeah. that's a full-time job for multiple years yeah. and I have a dream of making a comic but if I want to make a comic that looks like those comics, I will either have to sacri- uh, sacrifice the quality of the work to make it less work or I'll have to make the story a lot shorter which is also a valid option um because or I'll have to take way longer to finish it because for me it's not really I don't see myself working full time as a comic artist anytime soon because that sounds draining and I don't know mm. if I can handle that Mm, and I I don't even know if that sounds like fun that doesn't really sound like fun like working for years and years only on your comic anyways I I feel like we're getting quite far (laughs) off topic (laughs) Uh, Comic, being a comic artist is like I'm not even sure that's mainly the reason why I'm thinking about maybe going back to art school is to figure out what I want to do with my art Mm -hmm. Uh, Currently, I'm just like trying things, trying to keep making art, trying to keep doing stuff. Yeah, just yeah, keep busy, don't give up. But it's really hard without a goal. And I think that thinking to yourself, what are the goals that I have in mind and keeping them visible to you really mm-hmm. helps you with moving forward and uh, staying like on track. And the fact that I don't have that right now is a little bit difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you will figure it out.
0: So my best advice that I've gotten um, is a little bit simpler. Because it's just like purely art-related. Okay. And I've gotten this advice twice in my life. The first oh, wow. first time was, well, I was in Finland. I had a drawing teacher there. And... Uh, she told me like she hated pencils. <laughs> so if I you hate drew pencils too. If you draw something you had to do it in pen. Oh, even the sketch? Yeah, because you oh. you like she said that erasing uh held artists back. And if you draw in pen, you get more confident. And also, she personally just really liked the sketch lines if they were still part of the finished painting. So she really liked if people sketched in pen and then worked in paint over it, and then you can still see the pen lines underneath. Mm -hmm. And um, that, I, I think I didn't fully understand what sketching in pen would teach me back then because I was like 11 or something but then I wanted to go to art school and I went to a portfolio day and one of the teachers was like okay I can see from your pencil sketches that you are trying to make things perfect and you're like erasing all over again and then starting over and that's why you can never move on to the next piece and your lines are not confident because you keep trying to get the perfect line you like if you just sketch with a pen and you cannot erase anything you'll have to learn to accept that the lines will be permanent so you just put down the line and that's it you won't touch it anymore because you cannot fix it anyways cool. and that was really difficult like learning <laughs> yeah, to sketch in pen was so difficult but it's definitely the best thing i've ever done for getting better in drawing interesting i
1: never thought of that but it actually makes sense because if you have the option to erase you will always like just do something because i can i can erase it anyway
0: yeah and you'll also keep questioning your lines that are already on your page
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then if you in the end if you make a mistake that is so bad that you don't want to continue the drawing your only option is to start a new new drawing and you'll have to uh, put extra care in not making that mistake again because if you make the mistake again you'll have to start another drawing so it really teaches you to uh be more confident with your lines because you it it doesn't look good if you have like lines scribbly lines over uh, over and over again Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it also really teaches you to like learn from your mistakes and take it to the next drawing to do better so that was so good for me i like that advice and also it helped me test it helped me with filling up sketchbooks because I couldn't erase anything, so I wasn't st- stuck too long on one page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just kept going and going and going. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea.
0: And now sometimes I do think there are some um, things that make working with a pencil like better. I don't, f- I don't feel like this artist from Finland th- that pencils are like the worst, and you should never use them. I <laughs> certainly do feel like they have their own. Uh, qualities that can be really great, but I'm not too much a fan of using my eraser a lot anymore. But you still do you still sketch in pencil? Uh, now and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I sketch mostly in pen and I also like to sketch in colored pencil.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't
0: really erase colored pencil, anyways. No, but I do like the line quality a pencil gives.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that before. Maybe I should try it myself.
0: Yeah, because you're not uh, that much of a sketcher, right? You mostly paint. I mostly paint.
1: Um, but today I tried something new. We went to the zoo and I took my sketchbook with me. Uh, because I remembered uh, a story you told me last time we recorded the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's about like, this artist who gave herself five minutes of sketching what she saw like in real life yeah and uh just maximum five minutes and that's it so today because they're animals yeah uh they they don't stand still so we first started with uh, the penguins and the and the puffins oh my god they're so cute yeah they are adorable puffins are adorable and they were swimming on the water and then it's it's so funny to see because they flap their wings mm-hmm. uh, underwater, and you, you can really see them up and down, up and, ah. up and down. So I took my sketchbook out, and I'm going I'm to show you. Uh, I took my sketchbook out, and I was this is the very first time I'm trying to sketch a puffin, and because I'm a painter, I am used to sketching lightly, and then erase and all that good mm-hmm. stuff, and then go back in and then erase and go back in and go and go erase, but. When when I did the exercise, I didn't have the time for it, so my yeah. lines are like if you can see it, my lines are super wonky.
0: Okay, I I can't see it at all because my screen is like really really um, pixelated. Right? Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just see that you're holding a book. <laughs> but okay, for the people so... on YouTube and while I'm editing this, I'll probably uh, yeah, be able to Yeah, be... you will see it.
1: You will definitely see it and then at first, It was the very first sketch I did. And I was like, oh, this is so hard. But okay, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. And then I came. Uh, I saw a little red panda. Oh,
0: and it they're was so cute. All,
1: they were all curled. Because it was cold and windy. Now it wasn't cold. But it was very windy today. Mm-hmm. And they were in a tree all curled up around their tail. And then putting their little nose in their oh. tail. And they looked like a super round fluff ball. And then I sketched one. And this one. This one has
0: actual potential. Ooh, so I, can't I see it, can like, see it like faintly. I just have to like. Also, for the people listening on on Spotify or on Google yeah. Podcasts, like they they have to imagine how cute it is. Just like I have to imagine it right now. Yeah, I will I send you.
1: It. I will send you a picture. Maybe you can edit in. in, yeah. the, in the video, and if you are listening on. Um, Spotify. If you go follow us on Instagram, these things
0: usually also will be uploaded. Yeah, is he uploads a lot in his stories? So he uploads a lot uh, in my stories. Check yeah, out all my... the sketches there.
1: <laughs> this was my very first time, like sketching, even in public, because I'm very, I'm always, somehow I'm always scared that s- someone will stand behind me and be like silently judging me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very. I don't know. I'm
0: you not get uh, self-conscious.
1: Yeah, I get very self-conscious when I sketch in public. But today it was, it was the zoo. It was very uh, relaxed. And I was just so happy to see the animals. And I just stood there and with my pencil and I'm sketched. And sometimes people stood behind me or looked. And I actually didn't care today. So it's... Yay
0: yeah. And if me. you're... If you're like sketching on location and you're at a place where a lot of children are, it's usually not that bad. Because children love when you're drawing. They will not judge your art. They will definitely not judge you. Well, they they might be like quite rude about your art, but they will most likely like that you're drawing and be enthusiastic. Yeah. So I sometimes draw in uh, Naturalis, which is like a natural (gasps) historic museum. I love it. And there are always a lot of children. So, whenever I'm drawing there, like the children with their parents will stop and will look and will be like, Oh, are you an artist? Are you an artist? Yes, I am. I am an artist. Without (laughs)
1: shame, I am an artist. Yes.
0: Yeah and then if I'm in a place where I feel like really self-conscious and I don't want people to come up to me sometimes I put on my headphones because if you're wearing headphones yeah. people won't talk to you.
1: It's like the, <laughs> the 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 this generation uh sign that everybody around the world understands if I'm wearing headphones don't talk to me. Yeah I love I love
0: it. It's awesome. <laughs> but that's great. I actually also think that uh, like giving yourself a time limit to do a sketch or to do a painting is great advice. Um, yeah. I think there is like a saying that says twenty um, percent of the work decides eighty percent of the outcome. Like the first twenty percent that you put into a piece. It's like, mm-hmm. will, that's the foundation, your first sketch. and Yes. Yeah, and then all the detail and, like, finished work you do after that, you can spend, like, so much time. But it actually won't matter that much for the outcome. Yeah, but that's
1: just the thing. Like, I I agree with you that the 20%, but when I look at my sketches I did today... Mm-hmm. And I only gave myself five minutes. I'm like, how am I going to make something of this? Because this is ugly. But it's also my first time trying this. And I am not going to be that hard on myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And if you're just like... uh, If you practice your foundation, like the first quick sketches, and those get better, it will get easier and easier to then take something and make it into a finished piece. Because you definitely... Shouldn't look at those five-minute sketches and feel like they should be finished artworks because you no, cannot do that in five minutes.
1: But the thing is, when I look at other people's five-minute sketches, I'm always like, "Whoa, this is so pretty already, and it's so cool." And then I look at
0: my own, and it's like, but, I but, think you have, every but you has haven't, that. you haven't seen their first five-minute sketches. No, exactly. <laughs>
1: Plus, sometimes I think they upload, like, oh, this is my five-minute sketch challenge, but then actually maybe they spent half an hour on
0: it. Yeah, maybe. Or they uh, failed, like, the first three five-minute sketches and only uploaded the pretty one. And then you feel bad about your worst ones. See?
1: Also that. Yeah. Like, I would upload the red panda, but I would not upload
0: the (laughs) puffin. I can't see the perfume, but I'm sure it's great too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so there was something else that I was thinking about for the the uh, what we wanted to talk about in this podcast is: Do you have any tips for giving advice and receiving advice? Ooh, because I think there is definitely a right and a wrong way to give and receive advice. Uh f- one for receiving advice, like uh, I used to be very hard in re- receiving advice because I would always disagree with the person that gave me advice. Yeah, and, me too. Well, sometimes you are right. I feel, I definitely feel like if I don't agree with someone giving me advice, I am right. <laughs>
1: <Me> <laughs> you <too>. don't
0: <laughs> always... Have to explain that to the person giving you advice. <laughs> no. Because most likely they are coming from a good place and they truly want to help you. And even though you might not like the advice they are giving you, it's. I think it's always wise to listen to it. Don't disagree immediately. Just think about it and then you can disagree. <laughs> Like, you just think about it, let it sit for a while. Is it really that bad of an advice? And if it is, because that's really, truly possible, that it's just bad advice, then you can still ignore it. But if you're going to fight the person that gives you advice, it most likely will lead to, like, uh, a rough place in your friendship. If the person giving advice is a friend. Yeah.
1: Or best grade if it's your art teacher (laughs) art teachers (laughs) (laughs) No, but if it's like a random stranger It's easier for me to either ignore them Or just be like, okay Thank you And then Mm -hmm. that's it Um, But yeah, if it's a friend It's Ah, but you know If it's a friend And that's also the thing about giving advice Mm -hmm. My one Number one Tip would be don't give unsolicited advice. Like, if it's not asked, don't give your advice. Of course, you can give your opinion, that's a totally different thing. But don't start a DM as a reaction on a story that you should do this because that, and then send links. And then that happened to me once someone was giving me unsolicited advice, and then they sent me links Mm -hmm. to other products, but the links they sent me were their affiliate links.
0: Ah, mm, that mm. was some,
1: and oh, that oh really that's interesting. Me. That was like, what the f <laughs> are you doing? First you- you're gonna, first you're gonna tell me I was wrong, then, then giving me all these links that are affiliate
0: links <laughs> oh imagine me commenting on other artists on that sketchbook that you're using is terrible you should use this sketchbook instead and this an them, affiliate link send them my affiliate link to like <laughs> splendid <laughs> yeah to splendid yeah exactly and i'm like yeah please so
1: don't do that uh, and if you want to give advice because you really feel like you are helping a person because maybe this person doesn't know. And you have like the golden tip of everything. Please ask them first if they would like your advice Mm -hmm. and also explain to them. Like for me, when I give someone advice, I'm always like very careful. Like, Hey, maybe you notice already. So, uh, forgive me if, uh, if you notice already, um, but this and that and blah, 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 that's a, that's coming across a whole lot different mm-hmm. than, hey, you should do this and that because what you're doing now is wrong. Yeah. It's also the way you advise your you give your advice. Don't be like in your face. But be. be some people are very sensitive about receiving advice. Exactly that, especially if it's unsolicited. Um, I'm not super triggered by unsolicited advice, it de- but it depends how it comes across.
0: Yeah, definitely. So
1: if if, it, if you really make it clear, like you just want to help and and don't send affiliate links, uh, <laughs> then it's then it's definitely fine.
0: I I think it's always great to remember both as the person giving advice and the person receiving advice Mm. that it's just that it's advice it's not something that someone has to change no no, it's not like they have to do this otherwise they'll fail as an artist and can never draw again exactly it's advice and if you like keep that in mind it's yeah and and i think that sometimes is a little bit tricky. Tricky, like you get the feeling like somebody is telling you what you have to do, but you don't have to do it. You can just can just ignore it.
1: You can just ignore it and think about it, and then make your own choice, and don't feel like they are making the choice for you. Actually, I do have a funny story. <laughs> well, all right,
0: <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when I first started out, um, I. For people who don't know, I make vegan paints. So my paints are vegan based on my binder. So there are no Mm -hmm. animal products in my binder. Um, And the pigments are not animal-based either. But when I first started out, I wanted to be, uh, you know, green and help the environment and less plastic, blah, blah, blah. So I make paint in my half-pans. I made dot cards on recycled paper. And I poured uh, paint in shells.
0: Yeah, I still have some of them.
1: Oh, that's cute. (laughs) I poured the paint in seashells. And I was like, this is eco-friendly, biodegradable. This is awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then someone DM'd me, unsolicited, DM'd me. How can you call yourself... A vegan paint maker when you're using shells, <laughs> and I was like i was I was ready to because I felt attacked I mm-hmm. was just starting out, I felt attacked, and I was ready to give them a peace of mind, like shells these are shells that naturally washed up on shore, the animal is not living in it anymore, bloody bloody body, and I was ready to fight back mm-hmm. until I didn't, and I actually thought about it, and I asked some people I'm like isn't it maybe weird that aren't, aren't shells made by the animal? Isn't it so technically, isn't it from an animal? So basically how can I sell this if I'm making vegan paints? And then I
0: really, really thought about it. I'm like, this is really stupid. Why? Why am I pouring them in shells? This person is right. Yeah, if you really want to be able to sell it to to vegans who not only not. don't eat like the animal products, but they also don't want to use leather, they also don't exactly. want to. Exactly. Yeah, then they wouldn't want to use shells because it's still a product. That, and the, yeah. the, the
1: weird thing is, I use synthetic uh, synthetic ox gall in my binder, in my paints, mm-hmm. which causes the uh, water tension to be different than natural water. So your pigments will actually flow on your paper. That is what the synthetic ox does. does. Yeah. I go out of my way to get the synthetic ox because it's quite expensive. It's like maybe seven times more expensive than natural ox Yeah, And then I do all that, not use honey, use vegetable glycerin, and then I pour them into shells. What am I doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that was actually really good advice. So it
1: was actually really good
0: advice, but the way it came across is like, I'm being attacked. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually something I was also talking about to Tom. Like uh, sometimes it's really hard to take good advice out of something that's really badly worded. Because how I feel like somebody was saying to you, how can you call yourself a vegan artist? Uh, and that might feel like really hard because you're trying your best to be a vegan exactly. paint Exactly, I was really trying my best. And you didn't see yet what was wrong, even though in their eyes it was very obvious yeah. that, that you were doing something wrong. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like really good that you still got... To take the good advice, even though it was like really badly worded.
1: Yeah, it was super badly worded, but they did. M- they made sure that I, th- I ne- I think I never replied to them um, because the way was worded, it was worded was like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like three years ago, um, but they were right. So if you are watching slash listening. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> that is super funny. But now, you know, it's. I also got other DMs with advice regarding the vegan stuff. I shared a story about my personal life. And I was making, I think I was making adobo. Which is a Filipino dish made with pork. Yeah. Um, in my slow cooker. And it was so good. I shared it. And then someone got triggered because I create vegan paint, but I'm not vegan myself.
0: Yeah. So so, so they were therefore, angry.
1: Yeah. They were angry. Therefore, my paints are not vegan. And that is something that also got me triggered and really made me worried. Not that I was turning vegan or anything, but maybe I should not call it vegan paint anymore. But actually, I thought about it, and that is not true because no. my... The, it says something about my products, not about my brand. Yeah, my brand is not vegan. My products are
0: definitely, and I and I feel like um, you can make a lot of choices in your life. And by making vegan paints, you are trying to keep your paints like usable for everyone. You are keeping for it, everyone. You are ca- keeping it cruelty free. Yeah, um, and you can choose not to use animals. In certain parts of your life. Yes. And still eat meat. And still eat meat. I I get that a lot of vegans are really angry for the fact that people eat meat. Yeah. And And I get that. And I get that. But... Like you eating meat doesn't mean that your paints are not vegan anymore. Exactly, but that, but, but because they were saying that, it
1: made me doubt ev- everything about my brand. Yeah, and that was actually making me more nervous because that one person, that random time with that random DM, had a huge impact uh, on every choice I make. Because now, yeah. if for, for example, now I'm actually thinking about this year. I want to, you know, experiment more with different kinds of paints. Um, that also includes like carmine, which is made of bugs. Yeah. And I also want to try sepia, which is made of cuttlefish ink. Um, and of course, those are not will not be labeled vegan. And I want to make that very clear on my website also that these are not vegan. And mm-hmm. the others are um, but yeah, it, it's just... And then that, that comment of three years ago pops back into my head. You are not... Your products are not vegan because you're not vegan. And like,
0: oh! Yeah. Yeah, that's... The, I definitely feel like how just a single comment about your work can make you doubt yourself over and over again. Yeah. And it's uh, quite hard. It's definitely also worse if you actually know the person (laughs) it's even worse yeah because sometimes I get like advice from people that I know and they tell me like oh you should do this or oh yeah I think it's best for you to find a job within the art world and then I'm like yeah I could do that but also I don't really want to and then the next time I see them they're like oh have you found a job in the art world world?" Already, and I'm like, yeah, we've talked about this. And then I feel like every time I see them or every time I post on social media, I'm like, oh, this person is gonna see it again and <laughs> they're gonna uh. say something about it. I'm still not doing what they wish me to do.
1: <laughs> that is tough because then you're like
0: waiting for them to comment about it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> one more which I think is a nice one to finish with. This is advice that Tom gave me like years before we got into a relationship. Um, we were, we had a, during Corona, we had a dance group online. Like we would, we would put on our Discord and have our dance YouTube uh, tutorial in front of us. And oh, fun. Had, and we had a webcam on, on the Discord so we could see each other dance. <laughs> And was then it I, recorded? No, it's not recorded. <laughs> we, did, we did not record it. <laughs> and, Imagine. Uh, so it was usually me, Tom, uh, another friend of mine, and then sometimes a few others also would join. But it was like us three mostly, and then sometimes others. And I have a really big window in my living room. Mm-hmm. And... I would always like close the curtains because I didn't (laughs) want people to see me dance. To see you. And then one time I did like I didn't close my curtains because I wanted to have the natural light inside, and it was like really nice weather, and I had opened my windows, so I couldn't close the curtains. And then I was like the whole time I was like. I feel like people are looking at me there are people in the park and I definitely feel like they're staring at me and, uh. oh yeah and then Thomas like Caitlin you care way too much about what other people think of you you should just do whatever you like and not let a stranger that's outside on the streets change the way that you do things Mm-hmm. And he is already forgotten about this,
1: but he is so right. But still, still, but he is so right. I love that advice.
0: And then every time I'm scared to share something, or I'm I'm scared because my Dutch accent is terrible.
1: It's not terrible.
0: <laughs> but people all the people stop. on
1: YouTube say it's stop. terrible. Stop, stop commenting. You don't. You're not helping anyone. Jesus. But,
0: but every time I feel like scared to post something because I feel scared of what other people are going to say. I I keep this advice in mind, like I shouldn't let myself stop uh, doing things because I am scared of what other people will say. I think that was a nice one to close off with. I think that is
1: lovely. If you are watching on YouTube... And maybe you saw Ketan and I looking down. We were actually doing our nails.
0: Yeah, I didn't do very much. Oh, I finished. <laughs> you finished. I did like yeah. almost half. <laughs> I did like one layer on one hand. I think I need to do like three layers more before I'm finished. I didn't do a lot. Yeah, I, I did four layers, <laughs> I think. I'm done. <laughs> i not as an experienced uh, nail painter as Izzy is. Oh. <laughs> I had a lot of fun today. Yeah, it was it was a great conversation again. I've been yeah, really it's... liking these conversations. They definitely me make too. me think a lot and make me reflect on what I do as an artist, and also it's just great company. Yeah.
1: It's great company. We like to we like to chat, and I also think that um, we sharing our thoughts with the world is always great. Mm-hmm. And exactly the whole reflecting thing. I think it's nice to. Talk to like-minded people about the same topic and the same, you know, passion we have, even if it's art or or making. Um, it's It comes from the same passion that we have for art. And I think it's great that we're sharing
0: this. Yeah, and uh, I think we also would like to give people like some peace of mind when they're listening to our podcast and maybe they're unsure about certain things. We want to share our experiences and just make you feel like you're not alone on this journey. Uh, And we would really like to help you with it. So if you have questions for us for things you want to hear us talk about, or if you have struggles that you are going through with your art journey, we would also love to hear it. And maybe we can talk about it in one of our next podcasts.
1: Who knows? Maybe we can do a little Q and A if we got a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna close it off, and we hope to see you in the next one. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Much. Bye. Bye bye.